0: Well hello there my fellow Yankee fans and welcome to episode 109 of the Yapping Yankees podcast where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always I am your host Mike Scudero coming to you from Italy here on August 22nd 2021. Now my friends Yapping Yankees, as always, is being brought to you by, obviously, myself and Ball 9. Ball 9 brings you some of the best baseball content out there. Any and all baseball stories, articles, roundtable discussions, featured baseball podcasts like Yapping Yankees, and much, much more. Visit the website, I promise you that you'll be glad that you did. That's Ball9.com and follow them on all social medias at Ball9 and know what you don't know. Also guys, help to spread the word about yapping Yankees but at the same time, stay updated on everything with both me and the Yankees and you can do all of this by following yours truly on social media. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at Mike Scuds. 97 and remember guys to also subscribe and always listen to yapping yankees on all the platforms it's available on show it some love on all of them leave a like down in this video on youtube and leave a review and all that good stuff on all the other three platforms and of course those platforms are youtube apple podcasts spotify and soundcloud i am here guys i am here In Italy, for the 10th time in my life, having an absolute blast with my family and friends, eating like a king, speaking lots of Italian, and bringing you the first ever Italy edition of Yapping Yankees. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Madonna. Io parlo italiano a tutti voi per oggi. Va bene? That means I'm going to speak in Italian with you guys for today, all right? (laughs) I'm only kidding. Everybody would probably tune out if I did that. But, And yes, for those wondering, yes, I do speak a good amount of Italian. I'm not fluent, but I definitely do okay. Anyway. <sighs> good God in heaven. What a past couple of weeks I've had, guys. First off, the New York State Baseball Hall of Fame dinner last Sunday when I took my first weekend off from this show in like eight months. <laughs> that was amazing. The Ball 9 crew and I were so happy to see our very own Kevin Kernan deservedly get inducted into the New York State Baseball Hall of Fame. Congratulations again, Kevin. And the night before that, we met Tino freaking Martinez, too. (laughs) And he was so nice to us. He was so nice. We all watched the crazy extra inning Yankees-White Sox game together when the Yankees won, and... We also watched Tyler Gilbert's no-hitter for the D-backs in his first career start, and Ball Nines' own Rocco Constantino, who's another doll of a guy, was his athletic director at one point. How freaking cool is that? (laughs) And then the dinner on Sunday was just awesome. It was awesome. Saw so many people. Nancy Newman from the Yes Network, obviously. Saw Gil Hodges Jr., Got to see the first ever induction of a woman for that. That was really cool. Saw Kevin get inducted. Hung out with everyone. It was... It was just a terrific weekend. It really was. It was just terrific. Then the very next day, we picked up and came to Italy. (laughs) Crazy, right? I mean... Like I said two weeks ago, if I were to come, since we weren't sure yet, this would be my tenth time here. And it is. And... I just couldn't be happier to be here to see my family and all my friends here, even after all the craziness of the last couple of weeks. I just couldn't be happier to be here. I, I really couldn't. To see my family, to see my friends again, for the first time in three years, too. I haven't been here since 2018, to show my girlfriend Victoria around for her very first time here in Italy overall, and where we stay, in the town where my grandfather was born and grew up in so many years ago, almost 90 years ago. The last week or two for me, guys, it's, it's been pretty freaking perfect. Crazy, but perfect. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life, as I always do here. I really am having the time of my life. I've been posting all about it on social media. I'm sure tons of you have seen it. I'm going to be here for another six days, and now today, I'm giving you an episode right here from Italy. How do you like that, huh? Amidst all the Italian craze surrounding the Yankees lately, too, right? Couldn't be more appropriate. Ah, so before we get going, a couple of things. First off, the professional in me has to apologize if the audio's echoey. This isn't my room in my house back home like usual, obviously. It's in the house where we stay here in Italy, and the room I'm in is bigger than my room with less stuff in it, so that naturally creates more of an echo. And also, there might be a bit more of background noise than usual, there might be a dog that barks outside, there might be people yelling, because there are no quiet Italians, as we know, so, (laughs) the editor and producer in me has to apologize ahead of time if there is a big echo, or if there is an extreme amount of noise in the background, so just cope with me, (laughs) alright? Secondly, for today's show, I'm shortening it, because, well, I'm on vacation in Italy, Not to mention, I don't have my usual equipment and everything. I just have my laptop and my Yeti microphone. So, no social media segment for today's episode, guys. After the intro here, we're just going to dive right into news and recap, all right? And honestly, I might do the same thing for next weekend's show now that I think about it. I just might because next Sunday will be the day after I get home and the time change when we get back, which is six hours if you don't know. America is six hours behind Italy. is probably going to hit me like a train, as always, so we'll see how I feel. But in any event, though, just sit back and enjoy. I'm doing this for you today, (laughs) so just sit back and enjoy it. But for now, let's get to recapping yet another terrific week of Yankees baseball, my friends, with this unrecognizable Yankees team, this fun team, that mere weeks ago made us want to gouge our eyes out and is now seemingly virtually unstoppable. <laughs> Not only having taken the first wild card spot while being the best team in baseball in the second half still, but now even trying to chase down first place in the division. Which again, I own up to saying this, but I even said the division, I thought it was cooked because, well, they were like, Ten and a half games back. (laughs) It's reasonable to say that. I never counted them out of the playoffs, as you know, but the division, yeah, different story. (laughs) But with the way they've been playing and the way they've been winning, now even that's not out of the realm of possibility. And especially since Boston, too, has continued to utterly collapse. That's definitely a help, too. Perhaps that downfall I anticipated for them earlier in the season is finally happening. Who knows? Who knows? But regardless, the situation for the Yankees is, it's amazing right now. Just amazing. And I'll recap all of that. All the killer gameplay from the last couple of weeks, along with all the guys who finally came back. Whether it be from COVID or injury, Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery, Gary Sanchez, Anthony Rizzo, Aroldis Chapman, and even some minor leaguers like Clark Schmidt who had been out the entire year until somewhat recently. Trey Ambergy finished his rehab and is now in AAA as well. And also, just to update on these names, too, Miguel Andujar started a rehab assignment a few days ago. Kluber's continuing his rehab. And just a little update on Sevi too. He's, and Sevi's an entirely different story, but they're keeping an eye on him now after he said he didn't feel right going into one of his rehab starts about a week or two ago. And there's also some really bad news on Clint Frazier as well, so there's a lot going on, my friends, from the last couple of weeks, so let's get to it. Hop into the Yapping Yankees time machine with me as usual, and let's play some catch-up going back to two weeks ago. Due a fa, let's go, andiamo! <laughs> let's hit it. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, right. (laughs) So just to preface this special recap segment, on the dangerously rare occasion I take weekends off, especially during the season like I did last week for the dinner, usually when I miss a week, I only give final score reminders for the most part for the week that I missed, and then usually talk more in-depth about the games from this past week like normal recaps, like usual. So... Just letting those of you know who weren't listening the last time I took a weekend off mid-season a long time ago. (laughs) And I also traveled to Italy on Monday, by the way. I should also mention this. I also traveled to Italy Monday going into Tuesday. So I did miss a vast majority of Tuesday's action with the doubleheader, with the exception of being able to watch a couple of highlights and keep track a little bit on game day. But I've done this before with keeping up with the games while I'm here in Italy, guys. This is not my first rodeo by any means as a Yankee fan in Italy. So I made it work, still stuck with everything, and nothing's even going to seem different. Hopefully. So, let's, let's do this damn thing. Two Sundays ago, for starters, on the 8th, the last time we spoke, the Yanks couldn't complete the sweep of the Mariners. They lost 2 to nothing, but still took the series 3 out of 4. Monday, first game in Kansas City, the Yanks won spectacularly, 8-6 to six in 11, back and forth and back and forth in that game. The Yanks and Royals constantly exchanging punches from the 7th inning until the 11th inning in a game that just felt like it was never going to end. The Yanks taking the lead, the Royals tying it, and it just felt like it was unending, but with all of that happening from the 7th all the way to the 11th constantly over and over again, it made the Yankees the first team in the modern era to blow leads in the 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th innings and to win. Unreal. <laughs> Absolutely unreal. A torturous yet historic game could have been either one of the best wins of the year or one of the worst losses of the year. And I'm glad it was the former. <laughs> That's a game that they definitely lose earlier in the season, if you ask me, if they weren't the hot Yankees that they've been the last few weeks. Tuesday, they'd lose a really tough one, 8-4, to four, but would take the series on Wednesday, the ninth of their prior 10 series at the time, by beating the Royals five to two, so they just kept on winning series. And as we know, and as I always say, that's what it's all about. Thursday, the field of dreams game that even as I said a couple of weeks ago, the last time we spoke, I've been waiting forever for. Incredible game in itself, but backbreaking for the Yanks, as Heaney just hosted a home run derby yet again. And the resilient Yankee offense that night put up eight runs, capped off by a three-run deficit ninth-inning comeback, an amazing one at the hands of Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, each of them going deep to give the Yankees a ninth-inning lead, only for Zach freaking Britton, here's the backbreaking part, to yet again blow another game sky high. Walks the nine-hitter up 0-2 to face Tim freaking Anderson and you know what it went exactly the way we all knew it would walk off two run shot so a horrible ending to what was otherwise a really fun game but I mean if you're a Yankee fan like me all you could concentrate on is that ending because it was just a back breaking loss bone crushing loss terrible absolutely terrible And if you recall, if you were looking at my social medias, I was posting videos about it, and I was absolutely livid about it. Everything else, though? I mean, the intro with Kevin Costner, the players walking out of the corn, absolutely terrific. The ending for the Yankees? Awful. (laughs) So, a good day otherwise, minus the horrible, horrible ninth inning loss at the hands of Zach Britton. Just terrible. And also with how freaking awful Andrew Heaney was. Just like I said before, it was a freaking home run derby. Friday was a day off. Saturday, they won another wild game in extra innings as the White Sox series continued back in Chicago after the off day on Friday. Really weird day to have a day off, but obviously that was just travel, I suppose, to get from Iowa back to Chicago to finish the series. But the Yankees did win that wild game in extras on Saturday against them, winning 7 to 5 in 10 innings. A huge night for Joey Gallo that night with two bombs. Judge had a home run too, four RBI night. And then on Sunday, I guess I'll do a brief run through of this one too, I guess. The Yankees would take another series, yet another one, and finish the season series going 5-1 one against one of the American League's top teams in the White Sox, as they would win 5-3, to three. yet another bullpen heart attack at the end, but it held up. Cortez was terrific again, against that lineup, <laughs> no less, against the White Sox lineup. Six innings of just one run ball. Voight hit a two-run bomb. Odor hit a two-run bomb. Guardi got an RBI double as he continued to do a great job as well. So a great end to the weekend and a wild ending to what was a wild week of Yankees baseball. All right, time for this past week's recap officially. Monday, good news right off the bat, pun intended as always. Garrett Cole was reinstated from the COVID-IL, one of multiple guys to finally make their return this past week. Just the start of finally getting some key players back amidst a last couple of weeks of just, despite them still winning, missing a lot of big names throughout the entire team in all facets of it, starting pitching, the offense, and yet of course, as we know, they still made it through, but... As of Monday, starting with Garrett Cole, it was obviously amazing to finally see some of these names coming back. And of course, Cole started the game on Monday. And in exchange, roster-wise, Brooks Krisky was sent back down to AAA. Boone also said that day that Chapman was progressing well, and that Rizzo was a couple of days away. Montgomery was going to return Tuesday, which he did of course, along with Gary Sanchez. So good news all around there going into the game. But unfortunately, as I hinted at in the intro, there was some bad news given, too. And that was that Clint Frazier, after starting up a rehab assignment the week prior, as we know, was placed on the 60-day injured list. And Aaron Boone even said that he might not play again. So yeah, that's a pretty morbid update, but that's what he said. And personally, I I certainly hope that Clint ends up being okay and figuring out whatever's going on with him because, I mean, it's just such a bizarre situation for all of us on the outside looking in, but it sounds really bad. It really sounds bad. And it seems like he's still having the vision problems and everything. They ruled out Vertigo, but it just seems like the vision problems are just, they're just not going away. So... Very bad news for Clint Frazier, very bad with him, and I hope he ends up being alright. And also Severino, which I also prefaced a bit in the introduction, he was scratched from one of his rehab starts because he just said that he didn't feel right. And it ended up being his shoulder, so he went for an MRI, and the good news is, is that there's no structural damage, which is always great news to receive upon getting an MRI if you're a pitcher. So, it's nothing badly wrong, at least as of now. Basically, right now, he's not throwing for another few days at least, and they're monitoring him day by day, and when they go to California, there's going to be more testing done and more looking at him by doctors. So, I mean, Severino's obviously another guy for years now who just, he just can't seem to find his way back onto the field. And it's honestly a damn shame, because he had his great times here, the kid is full of talent, and after multiple seasons missed from Tommy John, and just a litany of other injuries, the kid just can't catch a break, he can't find his way back onto the field. So I just hope he manages to make it back sooner rather than later, or honestly, at this point, because of how it's gone, even at all. Even if he's just going to be long relief out of the pen, maybe, but... In any event, that was all the news from Monday before the game. Fortunately, the Yankees would continue their winning ways on Monday, despite some of that bad news, in their makeup game against the Angels. And honestly, there's really not much to say about this one because, well, I mean, all the action happened in the first inning for both teams. (laughs) Justin Upton had a solo shot in the top of the first off Garrett Cole, and that's really the only blemish Cole would have on the night, and Joey Gallo. Continued his home run hitting, as expected, with a two-run shot to immediately answer back in the bottom half of the first. And otherwise, pitching was the story for the next eight innings of this 2-1 Yankee victory. Cole, in his return from the COVID IL, would throw a stellar 5-2, and thirds, only allowing two hits, the one run on the Justin Upton solo shot, one walk, and nine strikeouts. I mean, it goes without saying that Garrett Cole was definitely missed, man. It's just awesome to have the ace back. After him, Britain would get the last out of that sixth inning. Albert Abreu looked great again, going an inning and two-thirds scoreless. Joely Rodriguez would strike Otani out to end the eighth. And Chad Green, who we know has struggled quite a bit in the last few weeks, locked down the 2-1 victory in the ninth earning his fourth save. And it was honestly really good to finally see a scoreless inning out of Chad. So the Yanks won the makeup game. And after the game, so that Jordan Montgomery and Gary Sanchez could make their returns from the COVID IL, COVID replacements Rob Brantley and... This was sad to see, but Stephen Ridings were sent back down to Triple A, And hopefully we'll see Ridings again at some capacity because... He was just great to watch, a fantastic pitcher. I spoke about him a little bit two weeks ago, just an electric fastball, a great slider, throws 100 miles an hour at his young age, and from the lower levels of the minor leagues to be able to jump all the way up to the major leagues and perform the way he did was just awesome. I got a lot of respect for the kid, so hopefully we see him again at some capacity. But Gary and Monty did return for the doubleheader against the Red Sox on Tuesday, And both of them played in Game 1 for what ended up being a very successful swept doubleheader for the Yanks, bringing them even with the Red Sox, again, after being about ten and a half games behind them mere weeks prior. Unreal. I cannot say enough how unreal that is, how great this comeback has been. And again, all of that happening while all of these key players were returning from injuries or COVID. Just amazing. Now, I didn't get to keep up with a lot of the action on Tuesday, like I said before, because that was a bulk of our traveling here to Italy. But like I also said, I did keep track on game day whenever I could. I watched some highlights, the whole deal. But Montgomery, again, started game one. And even though he wasn't sharp, I mean, hey, he got through it. And it was his first start back, but he got through it. And the Bats had his back. Four and two-thirds innings for him, five hits, three runs, two walks, and six strikeouts. So again, the first start back, not great, but not awful. He'll build back up. And like I said, the Bats, they had his back. Which for Montgomery is an extreme rarity this season, of course, since he's received remarkably low run support, as we know. So, for Montgomery's sake, that was really nice to see. But Andrew Velasquez got a two-run single. I'm definitely going to be talking a lot about him later. Luke Voigt also got himself a go-ahead two-run bloop single. And Stanton also got an RBI single. So, a lot of singles to drive in runs in that game. 5-3 to at that point in a seven-inning game, of course, because it was a doubleheader. So, not much for the bullpen to eat up. But Abreu got the last out of Monty's fifth inning. And then Loizica, scoreless sixth. And in the seventh, after allowing the bases to be loaded with no one out, he got Travis Shaw to line out to Guardian left, struck out Kike Hernandez, and struck out Hunter Renfro, unbelievably escaping that jam, earning his fifth save. Bases loaded, no one out, no runs allowed nearly sending us all to the hospital yet again with more late-game drama and sealing the 5-3 to victory and bringing the Yanks within a game of the Red Sox. It can never be easy with this team. We know that, but a win's a win. <laughs> and Game 2 would be the one to tie them up in the standings. And not nearly as much happened in this game as in Game 1, at least offensively. Just that Voight and Stanton each went deep for solo shots, one each. But pitching was, again, the story. Luis Heal got the start again. And the kid, after this start, is now 15 and two-thirds innings into his big league career, guys. And is still yet to allow an earned run. Which is the most any Yankee starter has done since 1961. Absolutely incredible, this kid. This kid's been absolutely terrific. The most innings into a big league career any Yankee starter since 1961 has gone into without allowing an earned run. That's incredible. And in this start in Game 2, he went four and two-thirds, only allowing three hits. He did allow four walks, but he worked around them and struck out four. And the Yanks had already scored their two runs by the time he was done. Wandy Peralta would eat the next inning and a third after him. Another great job by him. He's been really good, and Chad Green again would easily lock down his fifth save in the seventh, so he continued to finally get back on the right path, and the Yanks would win two to nothing, complete the doubleheader sweep of the Sox and head into the third game of their quick three-game set at Yankee Stadium against them, looking to sweep them out of New York and surpass them in the standings. But they'd have to do it with Andrew Heaney on the mound. The good news is, well, very good news, actually. Rizzo came back on Wednesday. So Anthony Rizzo was back in the lineup. My God, it was too long without him. My boy Rizzo went down with COVID, and he finally came back. And I'm glad he's all good, all set to go. And it's just great to see him back at first and see his name back in that lineup. And Chapman came back too. Like I said, everyone's coming back. And to make room for them, Nick Nelson and Jonathan Davis were optioned to Triple A. So like I said before, Heaney on the mound against that Red Sox lineup, even though they're in full-on collapse as we know, but still... Bogarts, Devers, Martinez, Verdugo, Kike, and so on. They throw a lot of great hitters at you still. I don't need to tell you. (laughs) But freaking Andrew Heaney, man. Against all expectations, in a good way, he went out there and threw seven innings of one-run ball. Unbelievable. (laughs) Seven innings, only two hits... One run on a Bogart solo shot in the first inning, two walks, and four strikeouts. Seven innings, one run ball, out of Andrew Heaney against that Red Sox lineup. Absolutely amazing. (laughs) About as good a start as you can ask for, at as good a time as ever to this point in the season, from someone like him. Credit where credit's due, man. And it also helped the bullpen, obviously, the day after a doubleheader, because they only had to eat two innings. Britain had a scoreless eighth, and then a returning Chapman struggled in the ninth. Renfro hit a big home run off him. It was like 460 feet or something like that. And then Litke had to get the final out. So a little bit of a heart attack again, as usual. But as I said, what's a Yankee game this year without a near-death experience thanks to anxiety at the end of the game? So the Sox only scored those two. And the Yanks, the offense was awake again. Gardner, sack fly. Andrew Velasquez, again, going to talk even more about him later. He's done a terrific job this past week, and even the week before. RBI single. Returning Anthony Rizzo, my freaking boy. Forza Yankees, Anthony Rizzo. Two-run single, Forza Rizzo. And then Velasquez again in the eighth. RBI single, Yanks won 5-2 after Velasquez and Rizzo made an amazing play on a ground ball to end the game. I should mention that because it was an incredible play. Completing the sweep of the collapsing Boston Red Sox, who again, I'm just going to keep mentioning this, were 10 games over the Yankees mere weeks ago. And after this Yankee victory and sweep, the Yanks had a one-game lead on them. It cannot be said enough. An epic collapse by Boston. And also a testament to the Yankees' surreal gameplay these last few weeks. It simply cannot be overlooked how the Yankees have truly kicked ass. At that point, after Wednesday's win, they were 28-11, and since the 4th of July, and won 18 of their past 23 games, not to mention officially grabbing the first wild card spot over the Red Sox and the Athletics, and like I said in the introduction, even still having a bit of a shot at the division. Incredible. They've just been, like I said before, unrecognizable from the team they were in the first half. Thursday started the current four-game set against the twins, and it was a good one. Seventh win in a row, and the offense started right away. They wasted less than no time, with four runs in the third inning and then two in the fourth. Higgy, RBI double. He had a great night. Voigt two-run double. Rizzo sack fly and as you can hear, mentioning both Voight and Rizzo, they finally had it the way that I wanted. Stanton in the outfield, Voight at DH, Rizzo at first. Love it. And then Higgy absolutely crushed a two run homer into the second deck in left to make it six to nothing at the time. That's not easy to do, to put a ball into the second deck in left field. And Tyone, who started, was again terrific. Going into the sixth inning, he just continues to do a fantastic job. Started to run out of gas a bit in that sixth. He gave up three runs in that inning to make it 6-3, but he still had a solid start. Five and a third, five hits, those three runs, no walks, and five strikeouts. So another amazing start for Jameson Tyone. He did, again, he started to run out a bit at the end, but overall, throughout the start, just a great job yet again. He just continues to be an entirely different pitcher since that start in Philadelphia months ago. Britain allowed one more in the eighth to make it six to four. Bottom of the eighth, Stanton hit his 20th home run of the year for some insurance to make it seven to four. It was an absolute missile into the short porch that almost killed a kid. <laughs> and then off green in the ninth, Miguel Sano hit a solo shot to make it seven to five and that would be the final. So the Yanks won the first of four and expanded their winning streak to seven. And guess what? On Friday, they would make it eight straight with a big 10-2 victory. Nasty Nestor. Nestor Cortez, another terrific start out of him. Seven innings, longest start of the year for him. Four hits, Just two runs on a Josh Donaldson two-run homer in the sixth, two walks, and seven strikeouts. So yet another amazing start for Nestor Cortez as he just continues to be a beautiful mystery. (laughs) And the bats, they stayed red hot. They got started right away in the first, again with four runs, and they just never looked back. Especially Luke Voigt, who went four for five and had four RBIs on the night. And I've been waiting to address this for a while now. I've been sitting on this for a few days since this was a big talking point a few days ago. But there's been a lot of talk about him and Rizzo with first base lately, since they're both back now and they're both doing their thing. And I haven't really given my two cents on it on social media yet because I've been really wanting to say it on here, so I'll say it here. But all I'll say is what I've already said in the past, that not only does competition make people do better, as we've seen from Luke Voigt lately, but they could also just go with the alignment that I've always wanted in the first place, since they got Rizzo, the one that they did the other night. Stanton in the outfield, Rizzo at first, Voigt at DH. And then, of course, when one needs a day off, like Rizzo had off for this game, and then you put Luke Void at first, Stanton DH, et cetera, et cetera, You can move him around, but you get it. So that's my two cents. You never expect someone to give up their job or not fight for it or just willingly say, oh, it's all his. It'd be silly to expect that, especially from someone as determined and as fired up as Luke Voigt always is. <laughs> but fortunately for the Yankees in this case, there are also ways to have both of them play. And the Yankees should do everything in their power to ensure that both he and Rizzo do play. Especially with Luke at DH. You can't just bench a bat like that. You just can't. He can still hit. You can question his defense at times. And you could definitely question his health. Lord knows I've done that, and rightfully so. But his hitting? No, you can't. Because Luke is still a very good hitter. And just think, especially after getting virtually no production out of first base, offensively or defensively, for basically the whole first half, how fortunate the Yanks are to now have Rizzo and Voight. And you have a way to fit them both in. Think of how fortunate the Yankees are to have that kind of option. So, that's my point of view on it, more or less, guys. But anyways, Luke did have a great game and he kicked off the scoring with a two-run single, followed by an Andrew Velasquez bases-loaded walk as he continued to do great, and then a Gardner RBI single. All in the first inning. Second inning, Aaron Judge with a two-run opposite field missile for his 27th home run on the season. Then Voight again. RBI ground rule double followed by a solo shot by him, so again, four for five for him, four RBIs, a triple shy of the cycle, just a fantastic night for him. And then the final two runs would come from a DJ two-run homer. You definitely don't see a lot of homers out of him this year, so that was nice to see, and that was his eighth on the season. And those were the 10 runs. And again, the Yanks won 10-2, and... They even gained another game on Tampa since they lost to the White Sox. And it's still so unbelievable that after how far back the Yankees were, especially with the division, how even that's in play now. It's just crazy. I'd been talking for weeks about how the Yankees have turned around lately, but the last two weeks it's happened even more. And I've been, I've been waiting forever. <laughs> I've been waiting eagerly these last couple of weeks to get in front of this microphone, even if it is remotely here in Italy, to talk to you about it because it's just incredible. And again, I want to remind because I own up to what I say, but you might remember that I said that I thought the division was cooked and so did basically everybody because, well, it was fair to say some time ago, 10 and a half games back, But hey, you know, with the division, I'd be thrilled to be wrong about that. (laughs) Thrilled. Trust me. But anyway, a little news for after the game. And you may recall that Gardner, he got hit with a pitch in the elbow. And he was taken out of the game after that. And well, it turns out it swelled up on him afterwards a bit. And he is a little sore. So he didn't play yesterday. He's not going to the IL, at least not right now. And they hope he'll be available again shortly. So from the sound of it, it could turn out to just be a little resting time while it heals up. That's what Boone made it sound like. But in the meantime, just to get someone out there in his place a bit, they recalled Estevan Florial, And to do that, they had to send down Brody Corner, which is fine for now, especially since the bullpen is so well-rested lately. And then right after Saturday's game, they optioned Floreal to AAA again, so... Must not be a big deal with Gardner. But speaking of Saturday, last but certainly not least, yesterday's action. Nine in a row they would make it. Nine wins in a row with a 7-1 to one win. And unfortunately, Tampa won, so the Yanks remain four games back in the East. But anyway, Cole would make his second start since returning from COVID, so his second start in the last week, and since returning from the COVID IL, of course. And he was losing his control and command at times, but he still managed to have himself a great start. Again, that's just the definition of an ace. And that's why it's so good to have him back. And he also continued to own Josh Donaldson too, by the way, while Donaldson whined about strike three calls that were clearly strikes. I got to tell you, he is just insufferable. Josh Donaldson is utterly insufferable. I mean, the guy's a loser. He opened up his mouth about Cole some months ago, and ever since then, Cole has just completely and utterly owned him in every single way. And it made him look even worse by whining about those strike calls when they were clearly strikes. It's not a good look, Josh. Stop whining and sit down. And that's coming from someone who's truly unbiased like myself. So, and I really mean that. Just sit down and shut your mouth. At least until your bat could do the talking for your mouth, because right now, it isn't. But anyway, Cole went six shutout innings, gave up five hits, one walk, and still struck out six guys. So again, a great start for Garrett, especially considering he had to really bear down and find his stuff occasionally, especially that inning when he had the bases loaded and struck out two guys in a row. He really had to dig deep down and just get through it, and he did. He grinded. After him, Litke would go two innings, only allowing a run on a Polanco solo shot, and then Albert Abreu pitched a scoreless ninth. And the Yankee offense, again, just went off. Bottom of the second, Tyler Wade, who like I said a couple of weeks ago, I think I said it, can't remember now, but if I didn't say it then, I'll say it now. I think the guy found Jesus I have a thing going on Twitter right now where I can't talk badly about him until at least September because of a clutch at bat that he had in Kansas city. And you know what? He's making that very easy right now. (laughs) And listen, you know how I've spoken of him, how hard I've been on him. It's no secret. And like I always do, I own up to my word always. And I always give credit where credit is due. And Tyler Wade has just, he's been a different baseball player. Something's changed over the last few weeks. I mean, he's finally playing up to his strength, his speed, laying down bunts better, which I've been begging the Yankees to have him do more. You've heard me say that. And he has at times. He's slapping the ball more too, which I also wanted. He's stealing even more, obviously since he's getting on base more. And the results are there. Something's kicked into gear, and I'm thrilled about it. If you don't understand this already about me, there's something you have to understand. Just because I'm hard on someone on the team I root for doesn't mean I don't want them to succeed. Like I've said, they're a Yankee. Of course I want them to do well. So good on you, Tyler. And if you're listening to this, you've definitely been part of this turnaround the last few weeks. You have been. So keep it up, man. Keep it up. But he opened up the scoring with a slap-hit RBI single in the second, like I said, followed by a five-run fifth inning. Wade scored first on a wild pitch. Giancarlo smashed a two-run double. And Voight hit a two-run double as he remains blazing hot as well. And then the seventh and final run came on a solo shot. The very first major league homer of his career by another red-hot young stud in Bronx native Andrew Velasquez, who continues to be just a hell of a story. And I'm going to talk about him a little bit right now because he's just been a really, really good story. His family's reaction after the home run, they were all crying. I mean, that's just, that's just touching. I love things like that. You're, seeing, you're witnessing firsthand a Major League dream of a kid who is from the Bronx, who loves the Yankees since childhood, is now getting an opportunity with Glaber Torres being out to do all he can in his absence as a New York Yankees shortstop. And both defensively and offensively, the last couple of weeks, this kid's been terrific. He's been a major part of the spirit of this team's turnaround. And you can't ignore it. And nor do you want to, because he's a terrific story. And as long as he's here, I'm going to continue to enjoy the hell out of it and admire the hell out of it. Because this kid is getting a chance that he deserves. And it's been a lot of fun to watch, and after nights like last night, touching to watch, after seeing the reactions of that of his family. I mean, that's what it's all about, man. That is what baseball is all about. And like everyone else, I'm just so happy for this kid. And I hope as, as long as he continues to get the opportunities, that he continues to just kill it. Because between that play that he made that I mentioned earlier, with Anthony Rizzo on that scoop that he made, he slid over to his right to make that beautiful play, and then he said he was going to aim it low into the ground, which he did because he just had confidence that Anthony Rizzo would scoop it out of the ground, and he did. And with what he's doing with the bat lately, because, I mean, he's coming through with some big hits in some big situational hitting moments for the Yankees, and he's just been a great story. He really has been, and everybody's paying attention to it, even outside the Yankee fan base, as he deserves. So yet another player like Tyler Wade that I just want to tell, just keep it up, man, because it has been a lot of fun to watch your journey. So his solo shot, the first home run of his career, would make it seven to one, and that would be the final for yesterday's game. Nine-game winning streak, now putting them twenty games over five hundred again for the 80th time today. I think the same team that mere weeks ago, month or a month and a half ago, was at five hundred, at five hundred. 41 and 41, 82 games in, about halfway in, and was about 10 and a half games out of first, and like four and a half out of a wild card spot, even. As they now sit in the first wild card as we speak, just four games behind the Rays for the division, having won 19 out of the last 23 games since the deadline, and having gone 31 and 11 since the 4th of July. The best team in baseball in that span and in the second half, even with all the injuries and even with all the COVID cases. And they've also won 12 of their last 13 series. My friends, we're still just in the midst of what has the potential to be amongst the best comebacks of all time if it's seen through to the end of the season and obviously hopefully a championship comes at the end of it all because that's what it's all about but so far just incredible that this is the same team that we saw in the first half absolutely remarkable it can't be said enough hence me saying it 85 times today but I mean do you need any other stats (laughs) They've been amazing, phenomenal, out of this world. Insert any positive word or expression to describe how amazing they've been. Now they're living up to their expectations. (laughs) And on a personal note, so far, they've made yet another perfect vacation in Italy, even better than perfect. (laughs) All right, what's ahead? Let's finish up this Italy edition of Yapping Yankees. It's the middle of the afternoon here right now. We ate lunch before I started this recording, so it's still morning for all of you back home at the time I'm recording. But today's game isn't happening, obviously, because of the hurricane coming in. And please, I urge you all in the New York and New Jersey areas and wherever else this thing is to hit, to please stay safe. I don't have too much information on it from here in Italy, but I'm glad I'm missing it. But please, the rest of you, please be safe. So today's game is a no-go, and it was announced that it's going to be made up on Monday, September 13th at 2.05 Eastern, at the stadium, obviously. So today's game here on Sunday is postponed. Again, Monday the 13th at 2.05 is the makeup date. The rest of the week, Monday, tomorrow, starts a quick two-game set against the Braves in Atlanta. Earlier in the year, they split a two-game set at the stadium, and the Braves have been much better now, so this should be a fun series, hopefully. Quick, little fun series. Both games, Monday and Tuesday, will be at 7.20 Eastern. Montgomery will pitch on Monday, but there's been no announcement for the rest of the week for now, as far as starting pitching. Wednesday is an off day, another weird off day. It's really odd when they get Wednesday or Friday off. <laughs> but Wednesday's an off day. Thursday starts a very important four game set for the wild card race against the A's in Oakland. And the Yanks took care of them well in Yankee Stadium. Let's see if they could do it in Oakland, too, where they usually struggle. But let's hope that changes this time. Thursday's and Friday's games will be at 9.40 Eastern. Saturday will be at 4.07 Eastern. And Sunday, when we meet again, and I'll probably be a corpse from the time change upon coming home the day before, <laughs> will be at 7.08 Eastern. ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. But as for now, guys, that is all for episode 109 The first ever Italy edition of Yapping Yankees Today. Shortened episode, but again, I hope you guys enjoyed nonetheless. And I just have to say that for me, recording here today was lots of fun, but also really weird. And I also can't wait to get to editing this later because I probably sound like I'm in an echo chamber. (laughs) But please remember to follow me on all social medias so you can keep up on the latest having to do with me, the Yankees, and Yapping Yankees announcements, content, and Twitter and Instagram social media segments every Saturday. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at Mike Scuds 97 Also, guys, subscribe to the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and also show some love to Yapping Yankees across all of the rest of the platforms, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave good reviews on those platforms. And also, don't forget to leave a like on this video on YouTube. And if you got the time, guys, listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes that you might have missed. Episodes 34 up to episode 109 today are available on YouTube and all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, my friends, thank you 3,000 for listening to me yap today. I am Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, August 29th, when I come at you with episode one. 10 of yapping Yankees. But until then, my friends, hang in there. Be patient. Please stay safe, especially from the hurricane today in New York. Look out for your loved ones. And Yankees, I mean, what else is there to say? Keep on kicking ass. (laughs) Enjoy your week, my friends. I'll talk to you next week when I'm back home. Take care.